Do you hear the bells, Lynn? I do. Is that <laughs> Santa and his reindeer coming? Mm, it could just be the kitten with the collar on, but either way, <laughs> welcome to the three-speech Christmas special, probably our first and last Christmas special for reasons we will get into. But hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, and unlimited pop culture. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alyn. And on today's show, as previously stated, this will be the best of the holidays, and we've got three holiday classics that we are going to discuss, as well as three sort of modern holiday essentials. I don't think we'll be we'll have to spend too much time on all of these, but mainly that's because neither of us is very big into like traditional Christmas stuff. What do you think, Lynn? Th- that is correct. I mean, we were talking about it before, and a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, we call them modern, but they're really decades old yeah. at this point. I mean, um, we've got the modern stuff. One of them hasn't even finished airing yet. And right. uh, and so that's, that's modern. It, it's funny because this is like the best Christmas stuff that you and I could find, and one of them's not even done. So. Right. And I mean, there are certain, like... You know, I'll watch the cutesy movies. Netflix will do. They do a lot of movies. I'm not a Hallmark movie person. I know there's like a whole there's a whole subset of the culture that the minute it becomes November 1st, they're watching the Hallmark channel. Even Netflix get into this like Hallmark stuff like they had this. They have this like ads that, that that come up when you turn Netflix on and it's like Christmas in the castle or Christmas in California or and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I watched, uh, I watched Love Hard the other day based on a That's, recommendation. And that uh, sounds like that sounds like porn. I'm not gonna lie. I know it's a, well. You know what it is? It's a the the name of the the movie comes from the main character's favorite Christmas movies. One of them loves Love Actually, and the other loves Die Hard. Oh. So it's a combination. It's actually like kind of a catfishing tale. Um, <laughs> but then it you know devolves into romantic hijinks so it was cute it was like an hour and 25 minutes okay and that's and that's like about it like I you know I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna sit I know there's so many different movies that just come out over the course of the year uh there are people I'm not one of them that once we go from October 31st to November 1st it's fair game for Christmas no no no. Like I was thinking even huh. when I used to be in the office. Mhm. I would only go in it, you know, once or twice a week prior to the pandemic. But I would be when I would hear people listening to the radio at their desk and if they were listening to Christmas carols, I would ask them to please change it after about an hour. And that was me <laughs> listening to it 59 minutes longer than I wanted to. Uh-huh. That was very brave of you by the way. That's uh that's some extreme patience that you have shown. <laughs> just like, hey, is there any other radio station that's not playing Christmas carols? Like, that's how. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like when Damien and I want to put on like a holiday atmospheric kind of thing for for Christmas, we either do one of two things. We either put on the fake TV fireplace. Okay. Because that that I, like I do that. I do love the fake TV fireplace. Or we put on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. <laughs> See, these are all I I will tell you that um, watching Hulu, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of commercials and I don't know how they aim the commercials at people particularly, but I keep getting the Mariah Carey commercial for McDonald's and oh. it features her hit. I put it is a hit. Technically, all I want for Christmas is you. This is probably my second least favorite Christmas song oh. after Baby, It's Cold Outside. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, and you know what? Not that you're going to watch Love Hard, but there is a whole dissection of that song about how problematic it is. And Baby, it's cold outside. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's funny because it it spawns a whole it's very divisive. It spawns a whole discussion about whether or not it's, you know, a kind of like almost sexual assault upon this poor woman. Or does it just simply represent the culture at the time where the woman really wanted to stay? But she has to put on airs because that was what they did back then, you know, so it's it's a divisive song. Either way, it's too much drama for me at the holidays and I'm kind of (laughs) out. Yeah, it's 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 a I guess one could say a charming throwback, but under the guise of I I mean, 
I'm not a huge Christmas song person to begin with, but when I do hear the first few bars of All I Want for Christmas, I audibly will go, oh. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I have a physical reaction as well. I, I tend to just stick to more classical stuff, probably because I grew up in the Catholic Church, mm. but I feel like Baby Jesus has less drama than Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only song, so there's like, two Christmas songs that I I really like and it's um I love this song by the waitresses where it's Merry Christmas Merry Christmas but I think I'll skip this one this year like oh, it's kind of like an 80s yes. yeah okay sure and I can listen like and when I say I like it it means I listen to it once and I'm all set yeah no I, I hear you I like the the stuff that has no lyrics so there's a there's a YouTube channel that does like two hours of classic Christmas music and it's just like piano and violin oh, and I can okay. deal with that I can deal with that I think it's kind of pleasant I also really like old Celtic Christmas songs but that I don't know why <laughs> yeah. I mean and I like um Stevie Nicks does a ridiculous version of Silent Night mm-hmm. and it was like um for one I remember of those- that too yeah, I, I mean, it's just a ridiculous version of it because there's like so much exaggeration and it's mm-hmm. just like, it's, but that's because I love Stevie Nicks. And like I said, listen to it once. I'm good. Yeah. So. And I think what you're hitting on here is kind of what we're going to get into with our reviews right. is that Christmas for us is all about certain feelings. So it's not like you're a big fan of the song Silent Night or Christmas music in general. You just have an affiliation affinity for, wow, can't talk, for Stevie Nicks. <laughs> And for me, it's uh, it's uh, Lorena McKennett, who I really enjoy. And then right. she has a whole Christmas album. And, you know, that's the one I usually will put on. But it has almost nothing to do with Christmas. It's more about the person. So Right. Exactly. So let's get into these holiday classics, if yeah. you will. I'm going to. I'm going to lean heavily on you because you were actually able to rewatch um, all I of did. these. Yes. And I was not able to do that. I, I had to rely on clips. Although one thing I did do is I rewatched the trailers, which was an exercise in culture. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's start with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This is pretty much a holiday classic. Not one that I'm a, a super big fan of, but I totally get it. I get why this is a classic and I have seen it. So why don't you tell me why this one made the list for you? I think, you know, obviously the National Lampoons have a whole series with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo as Clark and Ellen Griswold. And I always felt like it captured the hilarity of, of certain mundane things like their vacation to Wally World was just it's like emblematic of any road trip you've ever taken as a kid right of course wally world was always like my family's like uh colloquialism for walmart so that (laughs) (laughs) and in this one it it just captures it captures christmas so well the stress of dealing with christmas your family coming over some invited some uninvited neighbors who maybe don't like how bright your Christmas lights are. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, it's just something. And I guess my big thing for any type of Christmas movie is how quotable is it? And well, that's an are, interesting way to look at it. Yeah, there are so many quotes that come from this. And I just, you know, back and forth. Obviously, the one of the fun, the thing that I always like to say is, why is the carpet wet, Todd? Um, and that is, of course, <laughs> and that's Julia Louis Dreyfus before she was Elaine on Seinfeld. So it tells uh-huh. you how long ago this was. I, uh, you have to love Clark cutting down his own tree, only to have a squirrel emerge from it mm-hmm. and run throughout the house. Yep. Yeah, that squirrel was demonic. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, always, always laugh when Clark says to the family, oh, I just heard a news report that Santa has left the North Pole. And Cousin Eddie, played by Randy Quaid, says, you serious, Clark? Like, it's just, it's stupid, (laughs) stupid humor. Like, when when their um, great-grandmother or great-aunt has to say grace, and, you know, (laughs) her husband has to go, she's like, grace? Who's grace? And he's like, the blessing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's that sort of stupid humor. 
there's also one of the greatest soliloquies by Chevy Chase when he doesn't get his Christmas bonus. Oh, yes. And I don't know if he's listening, but he I've heard that he does listen. Sean O'Brien can do the best impersonation of Chevy Chase giving that speech. I don't know if he can still do it. Yes. Line for line, every emotion from top to bottom. And it is just so spot on. Wow. All right. All right. And I mean, that's why I like it. It's just something where it's just stupid, but fun humor. Um, you know, anytime I think you see a, a house that has a lot of lights on it, you think Clark Griswold mm-hmm. um, going overboard with Christmas. It's just it's a fun movie. It captures exactly what it was like to grow up around that particular time. The whole, the cast is great from top to bottom. I mean, it has Juliet Lewis in it, mm-hmm. like baby mm-hmm. Juliet Lewis and baby Johnny Galecki. Oh, wow. So it's it's such a good cast. It's watching it. You have Clark's family kind of feuding with Ellen's family and like in passive aggressive ways. And there's just little nods to all of the other National Lampoon's um, movies. Like in one scene, Eddie's drinking out of a, a, you know, a Wally the Moose. He's drinking eggnog out of a Wally the Moose glass. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like that stupid, fun, light 80s sort of movie that I can still watch. I will watch it every year because it's so funny. And it's usually I do it while I'm wrapping gifts or maybe um, getting cards ready to go out. That's, you know, that's my go to Christmas movie. It's that's nice. I like that. Yeah, you remind yeah. me of Damien. He talks about uh, trains, planes, and automobiles in, in pretty much the same way. You know, he he'll watch it every year because of those you know quotable quotes and all that stuff. And that was that was very close to being on the list. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so, a, it's a pretty good one too. So, yeah, it was a great discussion. Anything yeah. else you want to add in? No, I mean it's just it's it's just so so funny. I yeah, mean, it's silly. It's, it's a silly sort of movie if and it's a certain kind of humor. If yeah. you mm-hmm. if you and I think this is true with all Christmas movies. There's not people who just tolerate Christmas movies. You either love a Christmas movie or you hate a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true because especially like for a Christmas movie, I feel like there's a very limited amount of time during the year when you can actually watch it, but if you could stand it, during like say July then that right. says something about the movie <laughs> well and it's true it's it's something where if you watch it once and you're good never having to see it again you're not like you don't really like it yeah that's it's not like, a classic yeah it's not a you know it's not something you'll ever watch again but if it's something that you've watched multiple times and you find something funny every time you watch it I just feel like there's no middle ground with mm-hmm with any type of Christmas movies. Yeah, no, that's probably true. All right, you ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, so our second holiday classic is sort of, um, sort of edgy, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, what's interesting is I mentioned this to a couple people at work today, and they all agreed with me that this was indeed a holiday classic Christmas movie. So I feel very justified in announcing my pick, which is Die Hard. <laughs> I th- there's been a lot of con- no, I'm saying con- I'm saying controversy regarding whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it is a special type of Christmas movie, and I mean special in quotes. You know, it is <laughs> it is special for sure, and it's going to be kind of a tough one to talk about because you talk about uh, how Christmas movies are quotable. This was oh. str- this one is extremely quotable. But this is a family-friendly show. Yes. So there's only so many quotes that I can quote. We can um, say yippee, yippee ki Yeah, it. you can we do can't. the first half of that one. Yep. Uh, I can do the now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. But yeah, it, <laughs> other, than, other than that, I mean, there's a lot going on with this movie that you just could not get away with in modern no. times. I think it was you brought it up, the, the <laughs> pregnant lady taking a drink and yes. the... Uh, 
the smoking in the airport. All and the then, smoking. And then I seem to remember that there was like a scene where he was with like a Japanese guy and they made a joke about Pearl Harbor that was yes. like off base. And I was like, whoa, ho. So yeah, there's like, there is a lot of, um, you know, non-politically friendly stuff going on in this movie. It definitely shows its age, but it is, it is kind of a classic. And I'll tell you some of the stuff that I remember about Die Hard because it's like weird stuff. So first of all, <laughs> I remember um, John, Bruce Willis, I remember him being barefoot for like three quarters of the movie. <laughs> and here's the thing. And here's why, like, it's it's a huge thing because he is barefoot. And I, I read that they designed prosthetic feet for him Kidding. for when he had to be in like, you know, walking through the glass. Hobbit feet. He had hobbit feet. But I so rewatching it again, I was like, why doesn't he put his shoes on? He just doesn't put his shoes on. Like he's in the bathroom changing because he yeah. just got off a flight. Yeah. And instead of like grabbing his shoes, he literally just walks out of his wife's bathroom because she has a private bathroom. It's the 80s. That was the status symbol. If you had a private mm-hmm. bathroom. Yep. He just comes out in a tank top pants, doesn't grab his socks or shoes and just continues on. Yeah, and it made absolutely no sense because exactly. literally no one in the world would do that. And then you're kind of touching on the second thing that I remember a lot about Die Hard, which is as the movie went on, Bruce Willis got more and more naked. Yes. But he also got more and more gross. So yes. it wasn't like a sexy kind of nudity, no. partial nudity. It was like, now I don't even, like, now I'm down to my tank top, but I'm already, like, kind of going to be dirty and bloody and gross here in about five minutes. By the end of the movie, he doesn't even have the tank top anymore, and he looks like something out of Event Horizon. (laughs) I was, and this is like how I think. I was like, oh God, I would not want to have to clean the tub after he takes a shower. Like that's how it's. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, the other things that I that I remember from this are the hair. You know. uh, It was There's, in full effect. And don't forget the 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 illicit drug of the 80s. We're trying to be family friendly, but there was a lot of cocaine in this movie. Yeah, there was a lot of cocaine in this movie. Um, but there was also a lot of cocaine in the 80s in general. The, yes, yes. Um, but I mean, I, I think that like what makes this sort of a classic for me is it is genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has some really great lines, um, just weird ones, but they just kind of work for the ridiculous movie that it is. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get a chance to rewatch all of it for the pod. I had to like rely on YouTube clips, but from what I rewatched, I was like, yeah, I could sit and watch this again. I know you rewatched it. How did it go on a rewatch? Did it not age very well or did you think it still held up? It it still held up besides the the sort of problematic things that we just talked about. Right. And the hair, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. The hair was ridiculous. But, you know, <laughs> the, and I was just thinking because I did watch it and I have watched and that's that's the other thing. I will watch Die Hard at other times of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, I watch it every year. But if it happens to be on when I used to have, you know, cable, if I if I happen to be like flipping through the channels and it was on, I would leave it on to go for a few minutes and just be like, oh, mm-hmm. this movie's so good. Yep. Um, and Bruce Willis looks so young in it. It's so weird, too. And that's the other thing I was thinking of. Like, Bruce Willis in the 80s was an action star. He was this handsome action star. And I'm just like, I guess it was believable in the 80s. No offense to Bruce Willis, but it's just... But- but you know what? Like the other thing that I remember that you're reminding me of since you happen to call him a ham- handsome action star. He's not <laughs> he's not a horrible looking man no, by all means, but no. he makes this face in Die Hard that he holds through the last, I would say, 25% of the movie, it's almost like this duck face, this ooh, like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's, it's, it's his serious action face. Yes, that's what it is. And every time I see it, I just laugh. I can't take it seriously. I don't know why. Well, it's just like, think of it. So nowadays, if they were recasting, because there have been multiple Die Hard movies. The third which, one is my favorite, but... And, but, like, if they were going to redo it, they'd be like, oh, is The Rock available? Is Vin Diesel right. available? Like, that is an action hero larger than life. And it's like, you know, he's a, he's not horrible looking. He's a, like, I feel like you could work with him and you mm-hmm. wouldn't be like, he's a, he's 
you know, he's handsome, but not by today's standards, they yeah, yeah. I mean, and then we have to talk about this was Alan Rickman's first movie. Was it really? Yes, I read that he had done a lot of theater. He wins for uh, best accent in this movie. Oh, and when he does the American accent, I know the cowboy stuff. Yeah, yes. And he was so smart about that. Like it was a battle of wits because he did pick a fake name that he had seen on the office directory. Oh, that's funny. So it was like that sort of detail I noticed watching it the second time around. And and his hair holds up. Oh, yes. He has great hair. He does. (laughs) That beard. I mean, and I think it's because it was something like. Back in the 80s, you normally had, you know, I'm not going to say unsophisticated, but Hans Gruber was a classy villain. You know, what? he, he kind of looks like an 80s Tony Stark. Yeah. He was classy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just was one of those things. He was a classy terrorist. <laughs> he was a classy terrorist and he just wanted money. He didn't care about politics. Nope. He just wanted the money. Yep. So, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a great movie. It holds up. And I do believe it's a Christmas movie only because it takes place during Christmas, mm-hmm. it, during a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. There Doesn't is, he have a bear too for his, yes. uh, his, is it his daughter? I think, well, there are two kids in the movie. It's probably, it's a huge bear. Yeah, I know. I remember the big bear, of course. So he was carrying the big bear around with the bow, mm-hmm. but you know, he had presents. And there was Christmas music. Yes, there was. Mm-hmm. So, and if you want to say that there's snow, it, I mean, I'm putting it in quotations. It's probably because of all the stuff coming off the building when they blew it up. But technically, there there is something feathery floating through the air. It's snow adjacent. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it's just such a good movie. I, yeah, like, it's fun. It's so, so, so much fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's do the last one because honestly, based on what I rewatched, again, I couldn't rewatch the whole thing, but based on what I rewatched of this, I feel like this one holds up the best out of the three. I don't know. You can disagree with you wish, but our last movie that we both um, enjoy, classic holiday movie, is Scrooged. Yes. Bill Murray. Yeah. I mean, Bill. Okay. First of all, I I would normally say Bill Murray carries this movie because he's amazing in it and he often carries movies. But the supporting cast in this movie is actually really good. Like, you're going to have to help me because, again, I wasn't able to rewatch the whole thing. But the ghosts who come to see him, um, the second one, the, the, the was it Carol Kane who was the ghost of Christmas? Yes. Oh, my God. I still remember her. And she was ridiculous. She she was. And she's it's so funny because watching her then and watching her now because she was so heavily featured. I mean, she was a supporting cast member of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And that humor that she uses on that show is the same type of humor that she uses in the movie. And it oh, gives you, it gives you that like a new consideration for it because you're like, wow, she's always, always, always been funny. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. You know, and they had like, um, they had like Bobcat Goldthwait, Goldthwait in here. Yes. And, yes. You know, that's a name that you don't know, but then you, when you hear him speak, you're like, Oh, that guy. And he was the sort of um, the character that Scrooge, um, you know, fired and sort of, uh, uh, I think it was, was it, I know I'm going to get all my names messed up because I'm trying to go back through all the movies and the original Dickens book in my head. I know. See, Um, that's the thing. There's been so many iterations. Um, yes, there because are his many. name in Scrooge is not the name from the original Dickens book, but it's the character it's, who was fired on um, Christmas Chris, Eve or whatever. Yes, and, you know, yes. he plays that character. And it's such a strange choice, but somehow it works just because he comes across as this like pitiable little man you just can't help but feel bad for and that is not like because there were a bunch of like stand-up comedians in this and bobcat was one of those stand-up comedians he always has that really funny voice that he does and he was not that at all 
No, he was pretty subdued and kind yeah. of just like sad. <laughs> he was, yeah, it was just like he was so afraid to go home and tell his wife that he had been fired. Yeah. But I mean, all the ghosts that they had um, worked out really well. Um, the guy who was the ghost of Christmas past, wasn't that the one in the taxi? Yes, but that so that was Buster Poindexter. I forget his real name as an actor, but I could always just remember him singing that hot, hot, hot song in the oh, 80s. Oh, and he had like oh. the giant pompadour. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was he was great because you got to see how Scrooge, you know, became Scrooged. Um, mm-hmm. You got to see Bill, Mar- Bill Murray's character in a different situation growing up. And it kind of broke your heart a little bit how neglected he was Mm -hmm. but then he goes back and he does horrible things and (laughs) the funniest thing about re-watching it is you know the whole premise is around uh bill murray is a television executive and he's pitching this live christmas carol that's going to air on christmas Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like with Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim and it shows Mary Lou Retton the famous gymnast like bouncing around on set and it's like and the solid gold dancers as carolers and I'm like oh my god this is just something that has come true. Is that the one where they were like and Lee Majors as Lee Majors? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. So it's just all these little winks and nods that give yeah. you like how smart the movie is and I will tell you and I don't know if you remember this but it did scar me for life and it is still scary when the ghost of Christmas future opens up his robe yeah and there's all these like creatures inside it's still scary it's still scary yeah that guy was terrifying wasn't he like 20 feet tall or something he was he was he was huge huge, and he didn't say one word and that's that's true to the original so that's Mm -hmm. good Mm. But, yeah, I remember as a kid being like, ah, and then I was, like, ready for it. And I'm like, oh, no, that's still disturbing. Yeah, that is still disturbing. But, I mean, it's such a good – it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, you take, like, a classic novel, like A Christmas Carol, and you're going to remake it into modern times. Either, I mean, there's such a there's such a potential to just have a huge miss on something like that. And the fact that this remake has in and of itself become its own separate classic really says something about it because it's it's not an original, you know, idea. It's a no. remake of an original idea. And it's one that they weren't even the first to remake it. I mean, there's the Disney version, you know, there's all kinds of other ones. Oh, yeah. I can't even like we could do a whole show and I think okay. we'd have like 14 different movies. We, uh, we probably would. But this one I think is the best one. It's just so it, it is different it is. without, you know, kind of without kind of destroying the original idea, they're very respectful to the original concept and the original idea while still doing their own thing and making it their own. And it's just kind of like the premier example of how to do an adaption. Right. And they like, they modernized it, you know, for, for 1988, but it still holds up today because, you know, there's this whole, you know, like the side story where, uh, they're trying to promote this film and they're trying to scare people into watching it by doing like, like basically like this, if you don't watch Scrooge, you will die. I mean, sorry, if you don't watch a Christmas Carol, you will die. Like they're sh- shooting promos and stuff like that. So it just becomes like, it's, it's a parody upon a parody that still works mm-hmm. today. Which is good. Which is good. Um. All right, cool. So, um, as I suspected, these are kind of short and sweet, but that's yeah. lovely. It'll give you more time to go and watch them. So let's move into our three modern holiday essentials. And the first one's a little bit wackadoodle because we had a really hard time coming up with modern holiday movies and things that we liked that were modern. Um, so we're going to start with watching people bake. So let's go with <laughs> let's go with holiday baking specials. And um weirdly both Alin and I have an affinity for baking specials and we both really like the great British baking bake off and uh that's become almost like a holiday thing. They also have a holiday version yes. of it of which I have seen. And uh all of those are wonderful as well and and just have like a weird nostalgia to them cuz they bring back old contestants to participate in them. And then the Food Network also does um, things like 
the holiday bake off. They do one at I don't think it's called that, but they do one at Halloween and then they do one at Christmas. And it's like it's just this like standard holiday baking challenge that they do every year, or at least they used to do it. I'm not sure if they're doing it this year, but these are the kinds of things that I just absolutely love to watch is just people making holiday stuff that I then can just fantasize about eating, but I can't eat it because it's in the TV. Right. Thus, no calories. Mm hmm. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this because she's listening, Nicole Byer, I'm sure you are. Oh, I was sure, disappointed. I was disappointed Nailed It didn't have a holiday special. Oh, that's interesting. You're right. Didn't they do one, not, maybe not last year, but the year before? I know they've done one, right? Yeah, they have done one. So I was just a little, little disappointed. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Although, um, aside from the Bake Off, I don't think Netflix really did a lot of holiday specials because, like, there's a few Netflix baking shows that I like, and they didn't do a they didn't do a Sugar Rush one this year either. I don't think they did a Sugar Rush a special one year as well, and they didn't do that this year. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just tougher to get these things going during the pandemic. They have to bubble all these people and test constantly. Maybe it's just you know they didn't want to bother, but. I missed it. That's for sure. I did, too. And watching uh, the Great British Bake Off, because they did have they had two holiday specials. They had a Christmas one and a New Year's one, which is unusual. And I read New Year's one. So, well, there. So there's four different people that come on. So it's not as though it's, you know, the same four people that were on the Christmas special. But I guess that Christmas special was filmed a year ago and they've just been holding on to it well that's rude i know that's what i said can you give us like a little bit of happiness can we please do you think we didn't need the christmas special last year because i'm thinking we needed the christmas special last year i mean we need it this year too the way things are going but 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 yeah oh well that i i always have done another one they could have done another one yeah i mean things were great in the summer filming in the summer that's when they should have done it right I remember when they filmed, there's this, I mean, it's a stupid movie that I never saw, but you're probably all familiar with it. It's called Mall Cop. (laughs) Yes. And that was filmed during Christmas. And they actually had taken over, I want to say it was the Braintree Mall. Burlington. 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 And they had the whole mall decorated for Christmas. And it was like March. Yeah. (laughs) And we went in and we were like, what is going on in this mall? Turns out they were filming a movie. <laughs> You're like, have I stepped into a time loop? Where yes. am I? Yeah. I know. So, I never saw Mall Cop no. either. I try but to watch long movies. Story short, the yeah. long story short is that you can film Christmas stuff when it's not Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's the point. So, exactly. off. No excuses. No but excuses. I do I do like to see like the PTSD that the bakers have when they come back to the tent. Oh, it's so funny, right? Because like before the first challenge, they're like, oh, it's so lovely. The tent is beautiful. And I see all my friends. And then like 10 minutes in, they're like, why did I do this? My I life. And I think like Paul Hollywood and Prue, they interact a little bit more because I feel like they probably film over the course of two days. Yeah. Like, and then that's it. Where I don't think they want to get to know the contestants during the regular one it's as they get whittled down they'll mm-hmm. start to interact more but mm. with these it's more playful and i like how everyone is still scared of paul hollywood like they're yeah. still they come back and they're like i still have nightmares about you <laughs> i talked to my therapist it's not helping <laughs> yeah but yeah i think we need more holiday baking specials we should just make one we should, I mean, there's a holiday every month, right? We don't have to wait for Christmas. That's a good point. That's right? a good, yeah. yeah. Valentine's baking special. Why not? Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. President's, I'm down. President's Day. Make. <laughs> what will you make Abraham Lincoln's top hat out of? Go. Like, Brownies. You know, yeah. Yeah. So All fudge. Right. I'm down with this fudge. Idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Right. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So long story short. More holiday baking, please. More holiday baking that we can watch and not feel guilty about consuming. Like, oh, man, I want to eat that. If I baked it, I could have it, but I can't. So 
I'll just. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. I'll just imagine it tastes good. (laughs) (laughs) So our second modern holiday classic is not really very modern. And we talked about this. I know you mentioned it before we started recording, but I'm totally okay with it because this is what we got, people. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, we're going to go with Elf. (laughs) So here's the here's the funny thing is it, it makes you feel like a lot of time has passed when you see that this movie came out in 2003. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, I was in college. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it was like last year that it Mm. came out and I didn't realize like it's, it spawned. There was a Broadway musical that it's associated with it. There was actual music. Like was. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and this was kind of like, I, I can get why a lot of people, I feel like this is another divisive Christmas movie because of Will Ferrell. Yeah, there's a, there's, there, there, the people seem to either be way on board the Will Ferrell train or they're leaping from the Will Ferrell train as if it were Snowpiercer. <laughs> and, and this was kind of like his heyday where he was making, I, I think Anchorman had come out. He was making a movie like every month. Yeah, it I remember like, there was a time where like three or four were coming out a year. <laughs> it, it it was, and the thing is, his performance in this is unlike any other typical Will Ferrell movie. Like, yes, he is a, a man child because um, he normally plays that, but this one is more wholesome and whimsical. Uh, he's an he thinks he's an elf. He grew yeah. up he grew up in the North Pole. Uh, accidentally crawled into Santa's sack one night was raised by elves and um, you know, he's not a real elf. So he's a human and he has trouble keeping up with the elf work schedule. Um, One of the lines that made me laugh out loud at the beginning is uh, Peter Billingsley is in it and he is Ralphie from a Christmas story all grown up. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, you know, Will Ferrell as buddies, like, oh, I'm not going to meet my quota today. And they're like, well, how many Etch-a-Sketches have you made? And he's like, 20. And, like, all the other elves had made, like, a million at that point. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. they had to ask all the elves to work overtime to make up for Buddy. Um, And there's just, like, it's just a movie that is so funny. You have James Caan playing every character James Conn has ever played. He's gruff, no nonsense. He's a workaholic. He's not interested in, in that he has a, you know, he has a son. And you get to see Will Ferrell be an elf, but he is an elf in the quote unquote North Pole mm-hmm. that is that is Gimbel's department store. And he's mistaken for an employee and he ends up just working there. Because mm-hmm. he's in an elf costume. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, this is something, it's very, very quotable. It, um, I remember going to work and we always used to be like, make work your favorite. Because that's what uh, Buddy's boss says to him in, in Gimbal's. And I mean, it's like you can pick up the phone. Sometimes I pick up the phone and I say, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? it's just um it's just so wholesome but so funny and also so believable i think it also helps we all get a little bit down um and maybe there's uplifting and it is it is and that's i think that's that's the the fun part about it at the end it's believing in in christmas spirit and you know believing in the magic of Christmas and everyone sort of does. And, you know, you can see the ending coming a mile away, but the way that they do it is, is so funny. And the other reason I really like this movie is it came out recently that Will Ferrell turned down. I want to say it's either 29 million or 37 million. Don't ask me why those two stick out to do a sequel. Oh, interesting. He said no. He just basically said that we did it, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I don't know what else we could add to it. It's No, that's smart. I wish more people would put their foot down like that because you end up with a lot of sequels that are just like what nobody wanted or asked for this. And I think that would have been one of them. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I it, and I just thought of another quotable line. I traveled mm-hmm. through the seven layers of the candy cane kingdom or candy cane forest. Um, so it's just it's so so funny. Um, the one thing that I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. And the the one thing I always remember from it is his diet. <laughs> it's um, all candy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sort of like staring at it, like vaguely sort of salty about it, but also jealous at the same time. Like, like you can't live on a diet like that, but I also kind of want to eat it. You know, you like <laughs> the, the, the four food groups of elves are candy, candy canes, candy corn and syrup. Yes, the syrup gets me every time. <laughs> and it's also very funny when he goes to work in the mailroom and drinks syrup, what he thinks is syrup, but is not syrup with his coffee. What was it? <laughs> it was alcohol. Oh, <laughs> because he, he saw someone in the mailroom take it out like a flask. Oh. And he said, he said, oh, is that syrup? And he grabbed it and he poured it in. There's there's a child just wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Buddy and like the other thing that he does that's so funny for anyone that's ever been to New York every coffee shop has a world's greatest coffee sign somewhere and he believes it like he goes in and he's like congratulations you <laughs> did it you made the world's best cup of coffee <laughs> like it's Aww. just it's just so like it makes you smile it's yeah. a it's a good movie. It makes you smile. And it that's another one I have to watch each year. That's fair. All right. Nice. You did very well with that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Let's move on to our last one. And this one's a bit tricksy because it's not quite done. Yes. But we had to bring it up because it's very good. Uh, let's talk about Hawkeye. Now, Disney is actually billing this as a Christmas kind of fable. Like, their advertising, their marketing is all kind of saying this is a limited edition Christmassy thing that they are putting out here um, for Hawkeye. It is also based on a comic, which they were very loosely following in the first two episodes, which I think was a mistake because those first two episodes were really not that good. (laughs) And they started to follow it a bit more. So by episode three, they had started to basically pick back up into the comic um, a little bit more. But, um, you know, at first I was kind of upset because I thought that they were really going to follow this comic more. And the comic is amazing. They're not, um, but they have kind of established themselves as this is what we're going to do. And as of right now, I'm okay with it. I've kind of made my peace that they're not really following this comic that well, but I did like it a lot more in episode three and episode four definitely kind of turned a corner, but it is, it is Christmassy. It's got some great Christmas music in it. It had, you know, probably one of the most wonderful bonding montages you will ever see in your life involving <laughs> holiday Christmas sweaters and flinging coins at a TV. Um, <laughs> and uh, and also probably the most, I don't know if I want to call it respectful view of LARPing, but they're definitely not they're not making fun of the LARPers as much as they could. They're, they're right. kind of being nice. It's very controlled. Yeah, um, they're kind of being nice. I mean, a lot of the LARPers are first responders, and you know how I feel about firemen. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, be nice to the firemen. Uh, but, but yeah, it's it, it has a Christmassy feel to it for me, and I, I, I like it. I think it's working as a Christmas kind of thing. They keep bringing up the fact that, He's trying to take care of Clint is trying to take care of all of this stuff, this this baggage hanging over his head from being Ronin. Um, And he's got, you know, it's almost like he's got like this countdown going. It's it's seven days till Christmas. It's six. It's five. And he's trying to get back to his family. But if he doesn't take care of this this stuff involving Ronin, um, it's going to fall on Kate's head. And that's what he really doesn't want to have happen is for her to take the fall for his you know, psychosis basically that he went through. Um, And, you know, uh, they've done some stuff that I wasn't really sure about at first. They brought in Echo. Echo is a villain who was not in that comic, the Hawkeye comic that this was based on. She's actually a fairly modern villain that hasn't been around very much. So she doesn't have much going on. 
um, in, in, in say like what I would normally uh, mean would be like, say you have a character like Wolverine, there's, you know, 50 years of history there. Right. This, this character does not have that. It's a fairly new character. However, what's interesting is they did get a, a hearing impaired actress to come in and play Echo, the hearing impair, impaired villain. So that's kind of interesting that they would do that. And I guess both, um, uh, both Katie, 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 Oh, Haley, sorry, Haley Steinfeld oh, I, and Jeremy Renner. I, I, I got her mixed up with her character there for a second. Uh, <laughs> they both actually learned sign language so they could communicate with her on set. So, um, which I think is nice. Uh, but it's 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 a new villain that wasn't in the comic, and uh, so that that was I wasn't I don't know was this person, but I'm I'm on board. I'm on board now. I'm all in. Um, and I, I, it's a short thing. What is it only like six episodes? Six. So as of this recording, episode five was released two days ago. So we're not going to talk about episode five, um, for those that haven't watched it. Don't want to talk about the end of episode four either, just in case. (laughs) Right. So we're just kind of talking about the fact that it, it, you know, it exists in Christmas. It exists in this alternate universe of New York that I feel is very clean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 almost like a gotham type um you know it's very nice very clean um not i'm not talking about the gotham from the tim burton batman um but it's it's an alternative version of that and i have always been very open about the fact that i don't know the comic books Mm -hmm. so i'm obviously in like i don't have as high expectations as someone I who did. has yeah, yeah that's the, did, that's the and, thing and they, they really let me down on those first two episodes I was not I was like both me and Damien were like I don't think we're gonna like this we're I don't I don't know we're we're not and then I'm after episode three with that amazing car chase it really turned itself around um but but yeah at first we were not we were not digging it so if because if you're out there and you've watched just one or two and you didn't like it I would say stick with it because it does it, get it, it it got better and I still like it was one of those things and I've <laughs> I feel like I say this about every um Marvel television show I'm like what is the point of this because it felt kind of it felt scattered because mm-hmm. you have you know Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and you know we're thinking Hawkeye he's an Avenger he's dealt with huge threats before and this seems like kind of a low level threat for him to be working on they've revealed it to be much bigger. Yeah. Than what is initially, but like the first two episodes, I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, it's more about him just cleaning up his own mess. And, and that as a major plot point seemed a little bit weak, you know? Right. But and yeah, I enjoyed the, the, the LARPing. I thought it was funny, but it didn't forward the story. No, that this way? show has a problem with that. It's got yeah. a lot of that. And and if you like the characters and you like their interaction with each other, you're probably going to be fine with it. If you don't, it's going to feel like there is a lot of filler here. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. will say that, you know, I I watched the the fourth and fifth episode, which we're not going to talk about, but it really picks up. It starts to find its footing in a way that any of the weaknesses of the first two episodes, you forget about them. But that's also kind of a pain because there's only six episodes. Exa- so it's like, yeah. Like episode five, it's really moving. And then there's one more left. I know. It's like you tend to forgive that when you have like a 10 episode or a 13 episode show. But yeah, when you have six and, uh, you know, a third of them are weak. Yeah. 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 But... I mean, I I I think it's a fun. I I said that to you. I said it's a fun romp. Um, you know, I I'm still I I have an idea of where they're going with the show. I, I but. have a theory, and it's funny because my theory would have already been revealed. I just haven't seen the fifth episode yet, but uh, I don't know if my theory is right yet or not. But so, and and you know, we'll I you noted your theory outside of this. We will bring it up when we review um the last three episodes and uh you know we'll talk about it but i think it's it's a show that i didn't so it's like when you have such low expectations anything beyond exceeds it right and that's why i've liked the show because 
I think the, if they can if they can nail the ending, it could be a holiday classic. Yeah, because it has that planes, trains, and automobiles feel to it, where it's like it he just wants to get home. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. that's the end game, mm-hmm. and the show is going to end. You assume on Christmas or right. pretty close to it. Yep. So if they can if they can stick that landing, I think it would be something that I would be like, hey, you know what? Next year, let's rewatch Hawkeye. You know, and I think I'd be I'd be down with that. So to be determined. Um, that's to right. Determined. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Okay, moving on to our last category. This is a new category for us, and we're piloting it today. We're thinking <laughs> we might keep this category for future pods because we do like to switch it up every 10 episodes, and we have, believe it or not, hit episode 20. So Ooh. our new um, category is three questions to ponder. And because this is a Christmas special, it is three quish- Christmas questions to ponder. That that, that Oh, that's a tongue twister. Ooh. So the first one is... Alin, yes. When is Christmas music allowed to start in public? Now, these are not going to be popular opinions. Mm. Oh. <laughs> because in in a world, if I was, you know, president of the universe, okay. It would be December 1st. It, it would be December 1st. Okay. Okay. I will make the concession that the day after Thanksgiving it can begin. But it continues to start earlier and earlier every single year. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's November 1st a yeah. lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That's too early. I am. Um, what I agree. about you? Yeah, okay. I agree Ooh. with you. I, if, it, if I were president of the universe, mm-hmm. I would probably say December 15th. Oh, how are you going? Yeah. But that's just because. I am that person who, if I have to go to the mall at Christmas time, will Ugh. actually bring an MP3 player and plug it into my ears so I do not have to hear Mariah Carey. It's yeah, it's true. So I I'm just not a fan, and this is mostly I think because of the choices that places make with the type of Christmas music they play in public. Mm. But I'm not a fan, so I get it. December 1st will be my concession. Yeah. I understand the day after Thanksgiving is a big Christmas shopping holiday. I think you should play it the day after Thanksgiving and then stop until December 1st. And, but if and, I had my real way, it would be December 15th. <laughs> and I'm I'm just saying I don't like going to a store and seeing Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas all displayed, like, in September. Yeah, there, I, I feel like we're just pushing everything There's up. There's a business term for that. It's called what? creep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's I when can... one holiday creeps into another. And I don't like it. I don't no, like I... it one bit. No. Also, like, the Starbucks fall drinks came out in August this year. Oh. <laughs> so okay, so here, here's the thing. I won't argue about that for one reason. There is nothing better... Then an iced pumpkin from Dunkin' Donuts, an iced pumpkin <laughs> coffee. That is my concession. Because you would have it, it on the menu all year, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. It benefits me, and I oh. really like it. So whenever I go, and I have a network of, of people that I work with, um, someone will say, I just got pumpkin at, and because I live in New England, there's like, I can throw a stone and hit seven Dunkin' Donuts. Right. So you go to that store. And it's there and it's the best day. You have a, you know, a medium iced. It's great. But there are some stores, if you get friendly with the people that work there, they let you know that it is there all like they don't throw it away. They keep it until they get rid of it. Oh, I see. So if you make nice with the people and you say, do you still have pumpkin? They'll pull it out. It's like an off menu item. It's the secret menu. It's the secret Dunkin' Donuts menu. That's hilarious. So I wanted to ask you this because um, you grew up in New England. Mm -hmm. We are scheduled for uh, some sort of wintry mix tomorrow here. Mm -hmm. It feels like Christmas because it's cold. Right. It feels cold. You got to put a hat on. I mean, today, for whatever reason, it was like 50 and yesterday it was 60. Global warming. Yeah, global warming, hashtag mm-hmm. climate change. Mm-hmm. But for you, how do you, does it feel like Christmas when the weather is so warm? Well, it was like 20 here. The- <laughs> 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 
But uh, <laughs> um, there's actually other things that work really well in my favor. Um, people decorate a lot out here because they don't have to do it in the snow. So yeah, it gets really fancy. Um, so we're actually going to go walk through the rich people neighborhood and we can do it in like a sweater and a scarf. And uh, that's yeah, that lot. would be nice. Yeah. I mean, you remember what it was like here. You get in a car and you get some hot cocoa and you drive around because you can't walk anywhere. It's too cold. No. Yeah. And then the other place is uh, there's a place in downtown San Jose or it's not really downtown, but it's called Santana Row. That's also like the rich people shopping district. And uh, we can't afford to buy anything there. But man, is it nicely decorated. So um, we'll also go walk around down there. And it's just beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, So it's it's very Christmassy in spirit. And then, you know, I hate to say it, but the school is very Christmassy. Mm -hmm. So um, the kids are 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 they're they're giving you presents, some of them, which is so sweet. And then today we had our kind of like this was our last day of school before our winter break. So we had like our holiday festivities and I sang in the talent show and it was, it was very, it was very festive. Even if it wasn't super Christmassy festive, it was enough that you feel it. So it works just fine out here. I mean, when we were in Nevada last year for Christmas um, and we did get snow, that was definitely a different feeling. It was more traditional um, but you know, there's certainly things that you can do here where it's warm that you can't do when it's super cold and snowy. So we kind of get, we kind of get a little bit spoiled, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, that must be nice because it's, it's something around here when you have like a 40 degree day after Thanksgiving, it's like, Oh, you got to put the lights outside because it's going to be way too cold to go out if you mm-hmm. wait a week. Right. So yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like you can put lights outside because you have a bigger window of nicer weather to put it out there yeah your t-shirt when it's 60 you know yeah yeah all right question number two this one i think is maybe more directed at me but is the lord of the rings Mm -hmm. a holiday trilogy is our question yes and the reason why we ask this is mainly because all three lord of the rings movies when they were originally released in theaters were released at christmas Mm -hmm. and so those of us who went and saw them in the theater year after year after year for three years in a row kind of started to associate these movies with Christmas. And there's a fair number of people who maintain that association so strongly that they rewatch the movies at Christmas or Thanksgiving because it gives them sort of a holiday feeling. So for me, I would say The Lord of the Rings is probably my favorite holiday movie or trilogy, if you want to call it that, because the association between the holidays and Lord of the Rings is so strong for me that, like I said, instead of Christmas mu- music in the house, we put on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack because it's it's Christmassy to us. <laughs> so, um, but I know you never saw them until I kind of forced you to at knife point. So, um, <laughs> I didn't ha- I didn't have that same experience of going every year around Christmas, and that just kind of makes me miss, you know, the movie experience a little bit more because mm-hmm. I remember. After Thanksgiving, you would go to the movies. I mean, I did. We, I mean, I'm a big movie person. I love going to the theaters, and that's the one thing I really miss doing. Um, mom, my mom used to go to the movies on Christmas. Like that was a big yeah. Thing. You you could go, and I mean, they would open up. I feel like the theaters, the local theaters, would open up around four. Like give people there. It was even like a four o'clock show and a seven o'clock show, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But it was something that you did. And movies used to come out on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So I I missed that that fun because it was always like, okay, we get to see one. We're going to see one movie. What are we going to go see? And it was kind of like majority rules. Because well, this there were, year, if yeah. you wanted to go, you got two. Yeah. You've got Spider-Man, but then you've also got The Matrix. Well, the, I'm excited about The Matrix because we can watch it on HBO Max. Oh, can we really? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so in. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be on HBO Max. That is the last. The last one. Yeah. It's the last movie that HBO has a deal with. Mm-hmm. I think HBO kind of smartened up and realized, oh, wait, we can charge people per movie to watch this. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'll still pay it. I hate to say it, but I will. I mean, I, 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 I am so jealous that you're going to see Spider-Man. I'm trying to like wait <laughs> a few weeks to go see it because we're letting it clear out. We're going on Tuesday at noon, and yeah. I bought a whole row of seats. <laughs> I the respect seats were that. Only, the seats were only $5 a piece because the theater does a $5 Tuesday. So I just bought the whole row so nobody can sit near us. <laughs> I, I respect that. I mean, I told you uh, that I went to the movies to see House of Gucci, mm-hmm. and it was only because we checked and there were like two other people in the theater oh, yeah you checked the online yeah because yeah. what seats have been reserved right so that's what, i mean mm-hmm. that's what we did and um at that time uh omicron hadn't really come into the news mm-hmm. yet so and i had gotten my third i had gotten my third shot my booster so i was feeling pretty good like and that's probably gonna be the last movie i see for a while yeah. um unless i can get spider-man and i it, it is so hard not to read anything about Spider-Man because I would normally have seen it by now or been going to see it over like over this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and the spoilers are just everywhere, so you have to be so careful. But you can see Eternals on Disney Plus soon, so that's yes, good. I'm very excited about that. And I know, so I know this is not something you you watch. Um, it's uh, the Sex in the City reboot, oh, and yeah. and just like that, mm-hmm. that show talking about spoilers. This is just an aside. So that show it. It drops at like 9 a.m. on a Thursday. It's not on a tradition, like traditionally, like nine o'clock on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It drops. People watched it the first day it came out and were posting spoilers about it within an hour. And that really made me upset because these were big spoilers. Wow. Like, yeah, that stinks. Don't ruin other people's fun. That's, you know? that's Just what I mean. It's like, it. If you, There's so if, little fun in this world. Just let somebody have it. Exactly. And it's like, if you have time to watch a television show at nine o'clock in the morning, great for you. But don't post about it on Facebook or Twitter and spoil it for everyone who is saving it till Thursday night when they're yeah. done working to watch. That's Amen. my PSA. That's my PSA. Yeah, okay. that's my PSA. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on to question three. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Now, I actually put way more thought in this than I ever needed to, and I came oh. up with an answer. But do you want to go first? Okay, so here's here's my answer. I believe it is a Christmas movie mm-hmm. only because I'm using the same criteria that I applied to Die Hard. Okay. And the fact that it takes – so it takes place after Halloween. It takes place in the run-up until Christmas – there is Christmas music featured. There are presents featured, and Santa Claus is there. Okay. Those All are right. those are my and also I don't know if you remember this, um, but we got to watch. I don't know were we when you and were you in Miss Rampello's English class? Indeed. We got to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas before Christmas break. I uh, don't remember that, but I'm gonna trust you. Yeah, we did. No, I swear we did because it, okay. it, I rewatched it and I was surprised to learn it was only an hour and 16 minutes. Wow, that is short. Yeah, which is the perfect time to play in a class. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had the when they did the double, what do they call it? Block scheduling or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I remember. So those are those are my reasons why. OK, so for this one, we disagree. Oh, OK. I think this is a Halloween movie, and I'll tell you why. Because it starts with Halloween, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they do their whole Halloween thing, and then it finishes, and it's a bunch of Halloween characters, and there's a lot of ha- a scary Halloween elements. And then, it, as you said, it moves into the run-up to Christmas. My reasoning is, when I get to Christmas, I don't want to see Halloween anymore. But I am so used to Christmas invading Halloween that if I watch The Nightmare Before Christmas at Halloween and I see both elements of Halloween and Christmas, it's more natural to me than to watch it at Christmas because by Christmas, Halloween is done and gone. So it's almost like it feels like going backwards. I can see that. No, I respect that. I respect that. uh... I thought about it some more and I said the best time to watch A Nightmare Before Christmas is probably just after Halloween. 
you know, like maybe in the run up to Christmas. Oh, like almost in real time because yeah, the, the movie technically starts like October 31st is there right. and mm-hmm. they wake, you know, Jack Skellington wakes up the next morning and he's like, well, let's try something different. Yeah. So I almost feel like we, after Halloween, not uh, like the commercially, we start to prefer, prepare for Christmas pretty early. Mm. So the fact that they also do it is almost natural. So I was kind of like, you know what? You could watch this like the second week in November and it'd be great. <laughs> I could see that. And I didn't realize the popularity of it is it still exists. It's a 30 oh, yeah. year old movie and it's still everywhere. You can find all kinds of Nightmare Before Christmas paraphernalia. Um, and I say that because like it's there's a lot of selling it at Hot Topic. Um, yeah, people still dress up like, um, you know, Jack or I forget the the lady's name with the patchworks. But um Sally. I Sally. was like, I was like waiting for it. I'm like, let it come to you before yeah. you get up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, the, I still see people dress up like that uh, all the time for, for Halloween and cosplay and all kinds of things. So you're and right. Is, it's pretty big. This is another movie where I'm very excited because Tim Burton said no to a sequel. Oh, thank God. So Disney technically owns this and they mm-hmm. wanted to do a sequel to it. Um, you know, something along the lines, because if, if you remember in the movie, there were all kinds of trees that went to different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be Jack Skellington exploring those worlds, but they wanted to make it animated. Oh, no. Yeah. And Tim Burton said no. Yeah. Oh, thank he, God for Tim Burton. Yeah. He said that, you know, number one, he didn't have a, he, he didn't want to fabricate a sequel for the sake of fabricating a sequel. And as difficult as it was, the stop motion animation is what made that movie. I mean, oh, I we, definitely we're we're gonna do at some point an animated movie um, special, and we all both agree that that's one of the most ingenious movies that we've seen with the stop motion. Absolutely, for sure. So, nice. Yeah. Well. We have reached the end of our best of the holidays. We knew this one would be kind of a short one. We're going to hope that we can tie it together with our next episode, which is going to be our year in review, where Alyn and I will review the best of 2021. The list is short, so it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be like, the you know, this episode where we're talking and going back and forth, because I think um, we've seen a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So... Even if we didn't pick it as a top three, we've probably seen it. So there'll be some familiarity with it. But yeah, we figured we would do an end of and then start the new year off with the, I think we're going to pick a new new tune for yep. the opening. And a new opening theme. I have yet to even consider it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neither have I. That's why we're punting it to yep. 2022 we'll that just, sounds uh, like something we would do <laughs> yeah we'll deal with it then because best we'll deal of, with it next year <laughs> exactly yeah. i always hate it i always hated that too and it's like see you next year it's like oh i totally say that to all my kids this is the last quiz of the year they all look at me and i'm like ha ha all right well everyone as always Thank you for listening, and please find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search for 3Speech and look for the bears, and we'll bring the bells back in so that we can say happy holidays and Merry Christmas and see you next year, and I hope that everybody stays safe and happy. That's right. Happy holidays.